It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. The smack talk has begun already. Eagles week, 49ers, Eagles. Hassan Reddick has something to say. Uh, fans got things to say to each other. I'm going to do a little myth busting on where the 49ers are at heading into Eagles week as well. Coming up on this edition of Locked On 49ers. You are Locked On 49ers, your daily San Francisco 49ers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On 49ers, Brian Peacock and Eric Crocker at BD Peacock at Eric underscore Crocker. Thanks, everybody, for making us your first listen right here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Big ups to all the everydayers. Make sure you are subscribed on YouTube and everywhere you get your podcast. Today's episode of Locked On 49ers is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On NFL for $20 off your first purchase. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. We're just going to start with the audio. Here we go. This is Eagles week. This is Eagles 49ers. Uh, There was a lot of stuff talked after the game, and there's going to be a lot more stuff talked before the game. This is the first one that's going on the bulletin board, though, for the San Francisco 49ers, courtesy of edge rusher Hassan Reddick, the one that knocked Brock Purdy out of the NFC Championship game in January on Philadelphia area radio. You know, as this season been going on, not much. Talk is cheap. You know, they get to come back in the link. It was a lot of boo-hoos last year, a lot of crying, a lot of what if, a lot of this, a lot of that. They get a chance to come back in here, line that up and prove it again. Line that stuff up and prove it again, Croc. And that's what this game's all about. You get to line it up and we're going to get to find out what it really should have looked like maybe last January. And it's awesome. These are two of the best teams in the NFC, two of the best teams in the NFL. Uh, Real quick, though. Is it me or does Hassan Reddick sound like Denzel Washington? What do you guys? A lot of boo hoos. Hold on. Let me hear it again. You know, as this season been going on, not much. Talk is cheap. You know, they get to come back in the link. It was a lot of boo hoos last year, a lot of crying, a lot of what if, a lot of this, a lot of that. They get a chance to come back in here, line that up, and prove it again. I don't, I don't know if he sounds like Denzel, but I do know one thing, like, for some reason, that sound clip, it just infuriates me. <laughs> and if if I'm any 49er player that just needs something to get up, right? Like, you you know, maybe they'll, they'll be ready regardless. Like, they might still have a sour taste in their mouth. But when you hear somebody just walking around like that, listen, I turned up on this little kid because he did the thing to my daughter and said, you're too small. You know how people do that? Yeah, yeah. At, at her basketball game. Yeah, at the basketball game. Like, I... I we're we not having that. So you go, you make sure he don't score again, right? Like, so, like, that's just my mindset. Like, you know, you try to show me up. All right, okay, we got to handle this. If you're a 49er player right now, you hear that, you should be just, everything I do, I am all out. And they got the guys that I feel like are going to be ready to do it. There will be a few guys that will lead the way to the victory for the 49ers. It's going to be Fred Warner. It's going to be Trent Williams. And it's going to be Debo Samuel. Those guys, I can guarantee you, they're going to hear that. And they will be turned up to the max. I think the energy is going to be electric. I'm upset I'm not going. Their standing room tickets were over $400 
absolutely no way possible, but I will be at home watching that. I can't wait to see how those 49 players react on the field. Man, we were talking yesterday how the line opened at one and a half points with the 49ers favorites on the road. It's jumped to three points already that the 49ers are favorites. So more money coming in on the 49ers side on the road at those Philadelphia Eagles. Um, uh, we're going to get into way more specifics about, uh, and I'm sure there's going to be more trash talk happening between these two teams. Um, but one thing I do want to say, and we're going to do some myth busting here, and I'm going to myth bust on Hassan Reddick because, Croc, I don't know if you've seen all the quotes from Eagles players after the Super Bowl where they were crying and they were boo-hooing uh, about the turf. It was too, a little too slippery. It was like, oh, we, our, our, it would have been, if the field wasn't so slippery, our defensive line would have got off better. It would have been a different game. We'd have won 10 times out of 10. Multiple players. Uh, I think Reddick was one of them. Uh, it was C.J. Gardner-Johnson, who was always talking. Uh, it was uh, Dallas Goddard, the tight end. And uh, so they were doing what the 49ers were doing. It was like, oh, this, this wasn't right. We, let, let's run it back. Let's do it again. We, 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 we would have had them in, the, in, the, in a real match. This wasn't, a, this wasn't a real game. This wasn't a real matchup. We would have had them. And so the Eagles players did the exact same thing the 49ers players did a couple weeks later after losing the Super Bowl. And the other part of it is, like, people kept asking 49ers players about it. Yes. I'm glad you brought that up because that's 100% when I when I did that. Like, I, that's exactly what I was going to say. The 49ers players were asked about it. Hey, man, like, what would it have looked like if Brock Purdy wouldn't have got hurt? And they gave them an honest answer. If he didn't get hurt, we liked it. We liked the matchup. We liked where we were. And if people kind of forget this part of the game, because a lot of context goes out the window when you just look at the final score. I, I get that all the time. Like, just you no, know, most people don't pay attention to the context of anything. But the 49ers actually were in a really good place prior to even like going into halftime. The biggest issue was they couldn't get anything going offensively because you didn't have Brock. Like, that was your quarterback that prepared to go and, you know, play throughout the game and he played one drive. So, you know, that is tough. Obviously, you know, that's not Philadelphia Eagles' fault. But if I'm a 49er player, like, yeah, I would be cheated. And feel I would feel cheated out of it. And if a, a reporter or podcast or whatever asked me about it, I'd say, yeah, like, we dominated. We were on a 12-game win streak or whatever heck it was at that point, eight-game, nine-game, whatever it was at that point. Um, we were extremely confident. Bart Purdy was playing at a really good level. Like, we were very prepared to go in there and – we ended up having to fight with one hand behind our back. And then what ended up happening from there was a lot of pressing from the 49ers players uh, on defense. Uh, you know, started seeing some penalties. You started seeing some guys trying to make a play because they understood we are overmatched because of our offense. Like our offense can't get anything going right now. Defense, we got to make a play. And there were some very uncharacteristic mistakes that they made, uh, late hits, uh, there was all kind of just these little things that kept drives going. You know, Kyle Shanahan not uh, challenging the one-hand catch by Devontae Smith that shouldn't have been a catch, but mm -hmm. he challenged it. That was fourth down. Like, there were some things that kind of went their way. Then once they finally – like, all right, we're getting some stops, but then boom, Josh Johnson, like, fumbles the ball right before the half. They go in and score. The 49ers are keeping it competitive even without Brock, even without being able to do anything really offensively. So I'm excited, man. They got me kind of turned up. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, mm -hmm. you know, ho hopefully I don't get no alcohol in me before the game. Cause I'm just <laughs> this is going to be, uh, this is gonna, and, and Philadelphia Eagles fans are a certain type as well. So. And fans are soft. 
Listen, I went to the game. All I heard about was their fans and their this and that. And I was there. I posted the video that went viral about the Rocky statue and putting yeah. all the 49er stuff on there uh, yeah. from a couple years ago. Right. Yeah. And, I, you know, so it, it was what week two for everybody. Oh, well, remember what happened to the Vikings? Remember what happened to the Vikings? 49ers are stupid. They shouldn't do that. Blah, blah, blah. 49ers won. And then I kept hearing about their fans, what they're going to do to me. They're going to throw batteries at me. All this stuff. I was getting like, hey, okay. Well, guess what? You got the right one because I'm from Stockton, California, and we're going to see. All right? I'm not going there looking for fights, but now y'all got me turned up. So I'm in the stands. I'm not shutting up the entire time. I know people are like, I wish this guy would shut up. No, shut me up. Somebody was like, yeah, they're going to some. Who's going to do it? You're not going to do it. You're telling me what other people are going to do to me. You're not doing anything. I don't hear anything from anybody. They were soft, okay? And I'm not saying I'm looking for a fight or anything like that, but how people say, like, oh, this. I think they know who to try. They knew not to try me, but um, yeah, I, I'm excited. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta tone it down a little bit. I'm a little too excited about this game. I'm, I'm, I'm ready. I got video evidence too. I got videos of me. Record. Oh, they real quiet. Oh, they real quiet. They ain't got nothing to say now. Oh, I got videos of it from me in the stands. So if anybody's like, oh, crack might just be. Nope, I'm right. not just talking. Shout out to my guy, Mike Andrews. He was with me. Shout out to my brother, Donald, uh, Angry Donald Cam. He was yeah. with me. You know, they, they people know who to try, man. Angry Donald's a good one to have next to you, too, because if you just looked at Angry Donald from across the street, you'd be like, yeah, I don't think I want to say anything to that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> More myth busting. What about the Eagles? You got to p- play not only the 22 players on the field, but the half dozen referees as well when you're playing the Philadelphia Eagles and a whole lot more next. Today's episode of Locked On 49ers is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app and get a special offer, $20 off with code Locked On NFL. More on that with the Game Time app. And when you're buying tickets to your next big event, whether it is Eagles, 49ers, any other NFL games, uh, you're going to any sporting events, music, comedy, theater events near you, you should never have to worry. It shouldn't be a hassle to buy tickets for your next big event. That's where Game Time comes in. Killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seat before you buy, and their best price guarantee. Game Time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets, and Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all of those events right up to the time of the event and even an an hour after the event starts. See the view from your seat so you know exactly what you're getting. All-in prices show your total up front so you know you're getting a great deal without the hidden fees, and I I love that part of Game Time the most because the hidden fees are the worst when you're buying any tickets to any big time event buy tickets in a couple of taps and they're all right there on the apps you don't have to go fishing through your email when it is time to show up to that event so take the guesswork out of buying tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use code locked on nfl for 20 dollars off your first purchase terms apply again create an account and redeem code locked on nfl for 20 dollars off download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. 
So what about the referee Eagles as they are being known as? Uh, when Sean, I don't know who the crew is going to be this week. Uh, let us know at BD Peacock, at Eric underscore Crocker, or in the YouTube comments. Uh, when Sean Hockley is refereeing, when his crew is refereeing the Eagles games, they are 4-0 and 4-0 against the spread. And against the Buffalo Bills on Sunday, it was something like 10-1 to penalty ratio in favor of the Eagles against the Buffalo Bills. Um, some, sometimes the crowd in the home field can kind of get involved and, and, and sway some calls sometimes. Um, but this is something that the Eagles have been accused of, and I don't know who would be in charge of this. I don't know how it would be possible. The league wanting the Eagles to win for some reason over other teams. Do the ref, do the, do the refs give the Eagles an unfair advantage croc most weeks, especially when certain crews are refereeing? If you were watching the Bills game, I could see how you would come away, you know, with that thought process. Uh, there were some things, especially early on, uh, that just didn't quite go their way. There was a, a tackle where they thought maybe should have been a horse collar on Josh Allen, wasn't called. There were a couple other things as well. Uh, my thing is, and it always will be this, and I think that was part of my issue. I felt like kind of bad refing in the championship game. But again, you can't lean on this. You cannot put the game in the hands of the referees. Like they will miss calls. They might call stuff for other team. It might feel uneven. You can't leave the game in the hands of the ref. So if you feel like, well, the only reason they beat Buffalo was because the refs helped them. I, nope. They beat them. And at some point, the, the the refs might come into play, and you can't let that be the reason why you lose. So uh, I, I saw that the the, uh, the ref, ref Eagles or whatever they call them, uh, you know. The ref- what do you call them? The referee Eagles. Referee Eagles, all right, you cannot let that be the reason. You have to play clean football. You have to do the right things. I saw them call um, illegal shifts, and I just got clarification on exactly what it was, but I was watching uh, the Houston Texans and C.J. Stroud, and he threw a bomb 70 yards in the air, 62-yard gain to Tank Dell, and they called illegal shift. Well, Tank Dell started his motion before the other receiver was set. So, like, that's it's not the ref's fault you did that. Like, that's you guys and being disciplined enough and, and being punctual enough offensively to not have that mistake. So with, if you're the 49ers, you can't let a, a bad call or a call that you perceive as bad or anything that isn't in your favor, you can't let that change the way that you are playing and you got to move on. So I have seen that about the referees and the Eagles and stuff like that. If you lose because of the refs, then you just we're going to lose regardless. That's how I see it. And so, some coaches are better at working the refs. Remember the famous clip of Kyle Shanahan where he's like, "Oh, hey, uh, this the linebacker is going to grab George Kittle. He's not going to let him cut out on the route." And so the ref was looking for it, and sure enough, he did it. Boom! Flag defensive holding. 49ers got a first down. Uh, and, and different crews call games different ways. Some crews are tighter and they call everything. Some crews let you play a little bit. Some crews call more holding. Some people let holding go. And so if you're a smart team, you're able to use that to your advantage as well. So I think there is some times you can play the refs because you know how they call a game because some refs call a game where there's a flag every play, it feels like. It's like, dude, we're not here to see you. Chill out with the flags. And if you know that going in, I think you can take advantage of it. So it, it can play a role, but I think you said it perfectly. We talked about this with the – the game against the uh, the Browns earlier this year. It's like if you leave it up to a game winning field goal, then you left it too close. You know, go go win the game so you can't blame a missed kick. You can't blame the referees on on one thing not going your way. Well, it wasn't even just a missed kick. Remember, there was the personal foul 
on Tishon Gibson. He had to hit on, on the receiver. And I understand it. I understand the frustrations, but I feel like there were other things that led to the 49ers losing outside of that call. Not saying that didn't help Buffalo in that moment, but there's other things you did that you didn't help. Hey, what about when you have a long interception from Fred Warner at the beginning of the game and then you get a penalty and you get delayed game and false starts or whatever it was and sacked and you get out of field goal range, right? Like you did that. So, you know, all of those things factor into why a team wins or loses and you have to be cleaner. So uh, hopefully the 49ers, I, I don't look at them and view them as this team that is undisciplined. I think at one time the 49ers were that, not not this year, but in the past where it's like, man, this is just a very undisciplined team. It might've been like the, maybe the first year Shanahan took over. It just felt like, man, kind of undisciplined a little bit. Uh, I don't get that sense now, but still in, in a key moment, you don't want the ref to be the reason why you lose. So don't leave it up to the refs, handle your business. And I think if you look at last game, can we think of a call that was bad or anything like that? Probably not, because the 49ers won by 14. Or the game before that, when they were playing against Jacksonville, can you think of a bad call in Jacksonville? No, because you blew their ass out. So I'm not saying you're going to blow out Philly. It'll probably be a tighter game, maybe. But if it is, got to handle business. You can't leave it up to the refs. Right, and you start losing close games, and then all of a sudden you start finding things. You're like, oh, look at this. Oh, this, if this ball didn't bounce this way, they got lucky. We wouldn't have lost this game. If uh, this call wasn't made, we wouldn't have lost this game. When you start looking at close games that you lost, you start finding those things. And so that happens. That's just a natural fan reaction, I think. Um, and similarly, what about the, the gritty wins? Been a little bit of pushback on this one, Croc. The Eagles have found ways to win uh, 10 out of 11 games this year. The 49ers uh, have been called front runners. They are a very good front runner, front running team. I don't think that's a negative. I think that is the way they're built. They want to get a lead and lean on you with the running game and their defense, right? And the Baltimore Ravens are the same way. The Eagles are, are that way. They just haven't had as, as many leads and big leads as the 49ers have earlier in games. Um, but the 49ers haven't found a way to come back and win some games this year. Uh, all of their wins have been runaway, pretty dominating fashion, multiple scores for the most part, as much as any team in the league. So... Gritty wins. Uh, I think you put it well on Twitter earlier today, Croc. So what is your take on, on the gritty wins with the 49ers? I think ideally I would love to see the 49ers just blow out everybody that they play against. Like beat them, smash them, beat them by 30 points, 40 points, what the three scores, whatever yeah. it is, just dominate them. That's great. But realistically, and again, this is just how I view the 49ers. I view them as a championship caliber team. So if your aspirations are to win the Super Bowl, we know because we've seen it now. It's not always going to be perfect. It's not always going to be great. So if you have games that are a little closer, you got to show me that you can kind of grit out those games and maybe cut your mistakes at the end of the game. We, we've seen that now, right? Like several just turnovers late in these games where you have an opportunity to win or missing a game-winning field goal, right? So just can you show me that, man, when it's not great, when it's not perfect, we can still play good football? Right, we can still dominate at the end, grind out this clock. And I think that was one thing that kind of made them good in years past. Like we, we saw them be able to do that. I haven't seen them quite be able to do that this year. It's we're going to either blow you out or in three straight games, when we have opportunities late, we fall just a little short. So um, I don't want to have to see a gritty performance, but I do want to know if you get in that gritty performance type of game, can you pull it off? And we know at Philly, like they feel comfortable there. Like, hey, man, this is cozy for us. We're here every week. You know, for the 49ers, I think they might get a little tight 
in that moment. And once they kind of overcome that one game where it is grittier and the guy to still try to pull it off, and then once you do it, they might say, okay, oh, okay, we can relax. We, we've been here. We've done this. And I think you'll be better, better prepared for it when it comes to the postseason. Because for me, that's where everything is geared towards. We always knew this team would be good. We always knew it would be one of the best. There's going to be these small things that make it to where they lose, and we've seen that in years past. So let's try to eliminate those things. Be really good. Be that team that can blow anybody out. I don't think they were that in the past. I think Jimmy Garoppolo made a lot of games a lot closer than they had to be, right? So you kind of had to be that grittier team. Brock Purdy has done a tremendous job of just uh, contributing in an offense to run away from opponents. But when it is close, what version of Brock are we going to get is going to make those big-time throws, is going to limit the turnovers. Uh, and I'm not putting it all on him, but in those games, I think that was the one thing. Is like you got the ball in your hands every play. Like you you kind of – you got to will us to this victory. And it's like, ah, feel a little short. Ah, feel a little short again. Ah, put us in position, but the kicker missed. Uh, so uh, I'm just anxious to see what that looks like. But hopefully, again, because of how their players are talking and stuff, I hope they just blow Philly out. Go through that with another team. Who, who the 49ers play next? Seattle? Have a tight game with, with Seattle and then pull it off. But I don't want a tight game against Philadelphia. Blow them out. <laughs> uh, one more one more myth-busting question, Croc, about uh, what the 49ers' record would look like right now if they didn't lose Trent Williams and Debo Samuel. And uh, a quick check-in with the NFL Draft. Top and also 49ers related here because uh just dawned on me today. The Niners got first round picks. They got second round pick, right? This is going to be a lot more fun in April than it has been the last couple of years. Uh, that is coming up next. Today's episode of Locked On 49ers brought to you by FanDuel, America's number one sports book. As the weather gets colder, the NFL offers stay hot on FanDuel. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. If you're Thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time than right now to get in on the action. Eagles week, it's a perfect week to jump in and bet on your San Francisco 49ers. The app is super easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, especially if you get that extra 150 to bet with, including spreads, player props, over-unders, build your own parlays at FanDuel, which are tons of fun. I love it in the parlays. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and get this season going. FanDuel. Dot com slash locked on FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. So it has been stated, Croc, that the 49ers are the best team in the NFL and shouldn't have a problem with the Philadelphia Eagles because the only reason the 49ers lost three games in a row is because Trent Williams and Debo Samuel were out in a full power Fully operational San Francisco 49ers football team is the best in the league, and they're going to roll into Philly and come back with a dub. My, my response to that, again, is everything's not always going to be perfect. You know, it, it's a really long season. Guys get banged up. Heck, we I mean, we remember a postseason not too long ago where Trent Williams was talking about how he probably shouldn't have played in the postseason game because he maybe hurt the team more than he helped them uh, while trying to play on one leg. So 
Debo and and Trent, obviously big reasons the 49ers are as good as they are. But when you have other guys like Christian McCaffrey, who just broke a 49er running back record, when you have Brendan Ayuk, who most people say that's wide receiver one, when you have George Kittle, who can hit you for 150 yards anytime he steps on the field, more times not he doesn't because of his usage. That's a day. that's the topic for another day. But we, we know how good he can be. You have plenty of guys that can help you still pull out a win. And again, my whole thing is, man, you play late in the year, a guy might just be banged up or a guy might be hurt. Can you figure out how to win aside from them? If you cannot win without Trent and Debo, when you have all these other guys or one of those guys, you can't win without, then you have bigger issues. In, in my opinion, you have bigger issues and maybe you aren't the team that you think you are. Like you have to be able to win with one of those guys out, hopefully not both. And I'm just saying those guys, but somebody else might get banged up. Maybe George Kittle, we've seen him miss games, right? Ayuk is healthier, so hopefully, you know, you have him and, and you have CMC. But if you are missing a guy, you know, with how loaded everything is around him, I think you should still be able, be able to pull out a win. So the, I, to me, that's a myth. When you watch Kansas City, I mean, it's Travis Kelsey and I don't. I mean, none of these other guys you can count, like none of them. Rache Rock is starting to kind of, you know, get better. A uh, rookie out of uh, uh, SMU. All yeah. right. But he's still just he's all right. That's like, what I'm saying. They, they're not, not tight like that. He's not, so. not going to be like the next number one wide receiver for the Kansas City Chiefs. Like if they're lucky, he's a two. Right. So, you know, he's figuring out he got Travis Kelsey and that's kind of it. Pacheco's running hard. I like that. But this is a lot. On, and they're still figuring it out. Right. Like, OK, like now we fell behind against the Raiders. I think it was like 14-0 at one point. Then boom, they just kind of come back and and, and then winning that game by double digits. Uh, and I get that it's just the Raiders, but heck, the Browns look like just the Browns with PJ Walker at quarterback until they actually beat the Niners. The Vikings look like uh, just a regular Vikings team without Justin Jefferson, you know, out there. And next thing you know, you know, uh, Kirk Cousins starts looking like Joe Montana, and he's like, "Dang, we got to figure out how how can we score or match their their points." You couldn't do it. And then obviously the the third game against uh, Joe Burrow and those guys. So uh, again, you st- you just you got to figure it out. If it's if that's you can't let it. Oh, these guys are hurt. So that's the reason why we just now all of a sudden we can't score more than seventeen points. The 49ers have so many good players. They shouldn't need to add Chase Young to all of a sudden. Oh, now we need now we got a pass rush because we got another edge rusher. Like they shouldn't need that. You should be able to. You're one of the most talented teams in the NFL without. Debo and Trent Williams because you still got McCaffrey on offense. You still got Debo. You still got IU. You still got Purdy. You still got Fred Warner and you still got Nick Bosa. Like teams would kill to have that problem of, no, we don't have Trent Williams and Debo like, and still have the rest of that talent. So, um, but when that you was do my thing when they were going together, through it, what's that? When, when they were going through it, that was my, that was kind of my rebuttal because that, yeah. that is, well, they didn't have this guy, this guy. Now, if you told me they didn't have Brock Purdy, then you won't hear anything from me like he's as most important he's probably, yeah. on your team you know being your quarterback and how well he's playing but you're missing a guy here and there and i'm not saying that those guys aren't important i think for you to be the best version of yourself cool but to be able to pull out wins like i just can't win without these that's where you'll start to get pushback from me because you got to figure out how to like you got to be able to win without those guys when you still have everyone else yeah and that's what we're talking about those gritty wins even if you lose some key players you got to figure out ways to win 
And uh, I love what you said about collecting infinity, infinity stones. You just got to you gotta, you gotta collect them all, right? And so we're, we're still seeing what the 49ers are collecting here and, and see what this team is. And so a big test in week 13 against the Eagles. Uh, I know we got a big matchup this week, and we're mid-season form here, Croc, but just a quick NFL draft note because it just kind of dawned on me. I was looking at the, the uh, NFL draft standings because – Frank Reich gets fired by the Carolina Panthers. He doesn't even get to finish his first season. Uh, they're in bad shape. The Bears have their pick. The Bears also might have another top five pick, and we'll see what happens on Monday Night Football. We're recording right before that game, and this is going to go live after that on YouTube. And, of course, you can find it Tuesday morning as well in all of your podcast feeds. Um, and the New England Patriots are sneaking up there. And the Arizona Cardinals are going to have something to, to think about. If they end up with a, a top two pick, and are they going to keep Kyler Murray? or you know, so, so the 49ers are going to have to face probably Caleb Williams or Drake May or Marvin Harrison Jr. for a long time. That's a very real possibility, right? And so I was kind of eyeballing the top of the draft and I was looking at the 49ers and I was kind of looking at the draft prospects. And I'm always late to the party as far as draft, draft prospects go because I don't watch a lot of college football. Saturday's my day off, but uh, I do like to dive in. And, and when people start having a lot of cut ups and you can kind of watch the all 22 and I just want to dive in postseason and really watch all of a prospect. And I want to just see him one week here and look great. And be like, Oh, I saw two highlight plays this week. He's a great player. Let's draft him in the first round. You know, um, I started looking at offensive tackle class and that that class is stacked. Croc. There's like half a dozen, at least be 10 offensive tackles that go in the first round of this draft. And so the 49ers are in a good spot right now. They would be drafting 30 if the season ended today. Of course, we're going to have to go through the playoffs and figure out where they're drafting, but they have extra draft capital. They can move up if they want an offensive tackle. Uh, this is a good year to have that need, which I think the 49ers are going to want to draft, whether it's a starter at right tackle immediately, a future replacement for Trent Williams, or, or most likely both which is why I think offense tackle is going to be the, the big need for the 49ers when we're going through this process. It's just going to be fun to watch the tape because I start breaking down a few guys, and uh, there's some good fits for the 49ers, some really good offensive tackles. And a wide receiver I want to throw out there because I haven't heard anybody talk about him. I was blown away when I saw this guy play. This is your Debo Samuel replacement. If the 49ers sign Brandon Ayuk and eventually trade Debo Samuel or let him walk, uh, probably a day two prospect in this class out of Western Kentucky, a hill topper. Croc. And uh, his name is Malachi Corley. And rack skills for days. He's going to be one of Kyle Shanahan's favorites. I don't know if Fortnite is going to draft him, but I can't believe people aren't talking about how he's a made to order San Francisco 49er. So uh, I did a little mock draft and, uh, and, uh, and I threw in a cornerback in round three as well. But uh, the NFL drafts can be a lot more fun this year. That was really the point I wanted to bring up. Well, yeah, yeah, it is. I haven't um, looked in on the Hilltopper just yet, but. The crazy thing is, it, it feels like it wasn't too long ago when, at this point in the year, we knew a lot about the draft prospects because the 49ers were such a bad team. You start well, hunting early. <laughs> well, we don't have to even look at any of these prospects. You know, I watch college football just to watch it, and I'm not looking at any prospects at all. Like, I can't even, I, I can barely name maybe 10. I could probably name 10, but I used to, by this time right now, I probably know, I don't know, 100 and be able to give you like analysis on those guys. I can't give you analysis on any of these guys right now. Not even Marvin Harrison Jr. And I've watched a lot of them, but I couldn't really tell you like, hey, what are his legit strengths, his weaknesses, et cetera, like, and be detailed with it. So that's good, uh, you know, that the 49ers are so good that the draft right now is an afterthought, but I definitely can't wait. I will say one thing about, uh, you talked about the Panthers and, you know, uh, Frank Wright uh, getting, getting fired. And that's tough, man. Panthers, 
back to back years, firing head coaches. 49ers have been through that. Uh, they fired three straight, three straight years, three different head coaches, and then a fourth with uh, uh, when they hired Kyle Shanahan. Uh, but that's tough for Bryce Young, man, a, a young quarterback who you get drafted to this organization. There's no true direction with anything that they're doing. At least that's what it feels like. They pay a lot of money to uh, the 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 coach that went to he went to uh, Nebraska. Nebraska, yeah, yeah. Temple, uh, coach, yeah. the Giants. Uh, as a what coach is going to want to take that job? There, because they're paying you. Because even if they fire you, oh man, you fired me. Well, guess I'll just keep this sixty million and just go coach college football or something. Yeah. Oh man. Uh, they got to pay. They got to pay their head coach, Frank Wright. I think it's like they still got to pay him like forty million bucks. Yep. To go chill somewhere. Like I'm not. If I'm him. I'm not looking for a job right now. I mean, that's it's a genius of it. If like Matt Rule, you go to the college game, then you can double dip. Because if you go get a pro, uh, an NFL job, then there's offsets, and you, you're not going to get some of that money. But you go coach in the college ranks, or just not coach at all. Go talk on TV and collect all that extra money. Yeah, that's probably the way I would go. <laughs> talk on TV, ESPN. It's tough for Frank Reich to get another job, and it's going to be tough for the Panthers to find a coach that's want to go coach there after you after what they've got going on. It's just a, a bad situation. And so 49ers are long past that. So uh, we should be glad the 49ers are drafting uh, probably in the 30s potentially this year. All right. Thanks, everybody, for making Locked On 49ers your first listen. Subscribe on YouTube and everywhere. You get your podcasts. And check out the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here. Uh, national shows covering every league. You're going to have local experts on the biggest stories Locked on sports today on YouTube. Subscribe to the first ever national sports 24 seven streaming channel. Croc and I back tomorrow. Winky Wednesday style right here. Locked on 49ers. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for mock draft Monday on the locked on NFL draft podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.